Welcome to Managing Marketing, and today I'm sitting down with Simon Larcy, who's the Managing Director of Vistrade, and uh, happens to be in town. So uh, thanks for calling by, Simon. No problems. Thanks Thank you for, for having uh, me. Well, thanks for popping into the office. Uh, but Vistrade, um, you know, I've, I've read a few things in the trade media, and yep. uh, obviously uh, this is a bit of a pet project for you. Yeah, look, I... Um I've worked in digital media and advertising for over 20 years, and um, I really I love the, love the industry. I um, I look at stuff when I was a kid at school, like senior school, and I've got stuff I want to work in media, I want to work in advertising. So I, I got into the um, digital space and, and started playing around in, in, in a programmatic business, and um, it's giving advertising a bad rap and it was just annoying the hell out of me. Well, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because people will hear the word programmatic yep. and they immediately start saying, you know, lack of transparency, rip-off, rebates. Yeah, it all is. Of that. Well, it is. But it's actually not the technology, is it? It's the way it's used. The technology is actually simply automating a trading system, isn't it? It is, but, but it's so expensive because no one's created one system to do it all. So there's multiple different vendors in a stack for any transaction. The technology stack. The technology stack. So when when Mr. Advertiser says goodbye to his dollar, it goes through all these different people and by the time it reaches Mr. Publisher, there's about 30 cents left. We've all and seen that chart. Um, yeah, you know, the but that's a fact. Yeah. That, that, that happens because, you know, Every business probably wants to take a minimum of a 10% commission on, on, on using their service, which is completely reasonable. But but if it's six or seven of them in one transaction, it's just useless for everybody, the person with the money and, and, and the media space because you're only getting 30% of exposure um, when you really need to get, get most of the exposure of, of media. So, so the advertising is not very effective. Um, so the advertisers don't feel very happy and the publishers are going broke because they're not getting any, making any money. Well, the publishers have been the ones complaining most about it because yeah. they do get such a small, small amount of cents in the dollar. Yeah, and, and, and that's all driven by, by um, the fact that the majority of the money, for the big publishers at least, come from agencies mm-hmm. um, because trying to use what is currently a programmatic system directly would, would it, it's a head screw up you know it's very complicated systems and only only agencies with their legacy systems have trained their staff to be able to use these things um, you know things like Facebook an idiot can use you can go and spend 200 bucks easy that's why they're so successful sure they've got a ton of people but but it's the ease of use. Anyone can log on to Facebook and buy Facebook advertising. No one can log on to a sophisticated programmatic system and buy advertising without having some sort of training or knowledge about how they work. And so is this the sort of challenge you set yourself in uh, developing yeah. Viztrade? Yeah, so I was really, one, I was, I was, I love advertising and I was annoyed that it was getting such a bad rap because of programmatic and I thought there's gotta be a better way to do it. And, um, 
and I and I looked at the way that everything was done, and and I thought, well, I don't understand why you couldn't just all bring that together. And and then the big conversation about transparency. No one actually knows where the money the money goes. You know, I've actually spoken to hundreds of agency staff over the last three or four years about. Do you actually know if you pay fifteen dollars CPM or ten dollars CPM for your digital advertising? How much of that actually reaches the publisher? They're like, oh, no, that's not our job. Like, but, but wouldn't that impact the exposure you get on that publisher's site? And they're going, well, yeah, we'll just keep spending more money. Not a great solution. So um, I decided to create um, a, a system that was fully transparent and that eliminated multiple intermediaries and enabled um, your unsophisticated media buyers to log on and buy advertising. And in order to make it somewhat recognisable or familiar, I modelled it on a stock exchange. Because everyone can look at a stock exchange or an index and see how a particular stock is performing, what its price is. So we've built a system, when you log in, um, you're presented with a dashboard and part of that dashboard is an index based on, on different media environments that we recommend you advertise on based on who you are as an advertiser and what your goal is. Right, so it actually takes into consideration the advertiser's strategy. Yes. Target audience, what they're trying to achieve. Yep. And gives them advice in a way of you know, what yeah. would be the best buy. It, it uses a very basic machine learning algorithm to analyze what ads are performing best and where and recommends where you should be doing it because it knows when you log in who you are what advertising category you're in and what goals you're trying to achieve. So it would be based on a lot of the data that comes from yeah. the publishers, that third-party data exactly. around who their readers or yeah. you know, are. Yeah. 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 So, so at, at, at launch stage, we're keeping it very, very simple. I don't want to go and complicate things by offering all sorts of, of, of sophisticated data ingestion so you can play around with audiences. We are purely a contextual buy, which means if you are a car dealer and you want, you're in, you're in um, I don't know, Wollongong or Newcastle and you want to advertise on the Newcastle newspaper website, you can. Um, as we develop the platform, probably we'll be launching at the end of, of, of April. Come June, July, you'll be able to ingest first-party data. I'm not getting involved with third-party data. I think that is on its way out. I think that there's going to be a whole data revolution. So I don't want to invest too much time on building technology systems to cater for third-party data when I don't think it's going to be around. With what's happened in Europe, with the GDPR, what's happened in California, Australia is going to have some privacy regulations put in place. And... The safe bet for now is to either offer advertisers contextual advertising on relevant environments or allow those advertisers to upload their, their first party data that they own and then target their people across the network that we have um, as and when they want. Now, one of the things that uh, I've read is that you've gone and focused primarily on sort of more premium or trusted publishers rather than just yeah. opening it. Because a lot of the programmatic trading decks through ad exchanges and the like yeah. can actually access vast amounts of inventory. Vast amounts of rubbish. Well, okay. Do you know, did you read the story about um, JP Morgan advertised on 450,000, 500,000 websites? 
They went through it all and 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 completely audited every single site. It was it was a twelve month project. They went down to five thousand sites because only five thousand generated any clicks, and their 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 performance did not decrease whatsoever, possibly improved, but the efficiency and the cost was substantially reduced because they weren't bidding on half a million websites. Mm. Um, premium is, 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 is incredibly important from, from a, a context perspective and from a, from a brand safety pers- perspective. You know, Brands don't want to be associated with dodgy content. So we've, we've literally focused on, on, on niche media, so anything from, you know, architecture magazines that have got a website of 10,000 regular users, you know, to regional media um, that, that, that are servicing local communities. So there's still quite a bit of diversity in there. I mean, yeah. it's not, when we talk about premium, some people might think that, you know, it's only a handful of publishers. You've actually gone for quite a broad, no. diverse uh, set of yeah, yeah. media. And I class premium as people with a proper media business we're only in Australia too, by the way. So, 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 uh, for, now. I, for now, for now, and um, I know um, pretty much most of the publishers that are getting on board, and they're all looking for help to monetize their 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 inventory, and all the advertisers that that we're approaching at this stage are ones that suit the inventory that we've got, and they know it's going to be safe for them to advertise. And if they go through us, they'll probably get a little bit cheaper because it's it's done through an automated system rather than talking directly to the publisher. So this, um, some might say, is a private market because you are limiting the number of um, publishers yeah. that are providing inventory. And as you said before, it's a direct relationship. You know, you've yeah. built the end-to-end yeah. technology to be able to have that direct relationship. Yeah, yeah, we have. And, and look, we're getting probably the biggest success from the regional media um, because they are uh, have struggled to get digital advertising revenue and, and we've built up a rather large regional network now and we're covering Western Australia, South Australia, Victoria, Tasmania, New, all of them, New South Wales and Queensland. And and now, I guess a, a, a unique offering from an inventory perspective at launch will be that we will cater and provide a great reach to regional Australia. So so car manufacturers that need to reach their, their regional dealer network will be great. Government departments that need to reach regional Australia. I was thinking um, this actually makes it... Uh, ideal for local area marketing, you know, uh, exactly what you were saying before. Car dealers, um, government, uh, local government or government departments would be able to target uh, geographic and demographic audiences uh, across Australia. Yeah, and they'll be able to, yeah, just through their local local community. And and done so simply, you know, they just log on, create an account. You know, I I live in... um, I live in uh, Bansdale. I want to. I'm a Toyota dealer. I want to target people in Bansdale. Go onto the Bansdale advertiser website. I want to have that banner. Bang! It'll be up there. It sounds to me you've got a very specific view of the type of advertiser that would be using this because you know you mentioned J.P. Morgan, but you know perhaps it's not going to be the big global advertiser that's really going to get the benefit from this, or would they? Is, does it, does Viz Trade suit all advertisers? Well, the or technology it, does, yeah. 
and and but I think that I I you know if you look at the um, the digital advertising spend in Australia, I think the IAB say it's about seven and a half eight billion. There might be even a bit more. The SMI index uh, say it's about two two and a half billion. Right. So there's a three four five billion dollar gap. That all comes from advertisers direct. Eighty percent of that gap would go to, 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 to Facebook and Google, probably, um, because it's easy to do. And it all comes from, from SMI business. Half, half of the, 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 the digital ad spend in Australia would come from SMEs mm-hmm. um, without any agencies. No one's catering for them. And whilst... And at the moment, they would be heavy users of Facebook and absolutely, Google. Absolutely, because they don't they have an option. It, and they could do it themselves. Yes. And, and they would have a sense of that uh, because they can use it, that they've got some sense of control. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And, and by introducing VizTrade, um, all of a sudden they've got a third option, which is I can actually advertise now the exact same way as I use Facebook or Google, but on my local, local website, that, that I've had a relationship with the bloke that owns that for, for 20 years and been buying advertising in his newspaper. Now he's got a quite a busy website. It's always been too complicated to, I don't understand it, but now I can just plug in and go. So, so that's, that's, that's the whole idea. And what I'm hoping will follow suit is that the big boys will come on board, will have huge amounts of inventory and then agencies and, 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 and global advertisers want to use it in the future as well because we'll cater for all types of niches and, 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 and areas and audiences. Now, um, one of the key areas, you know, and every time people talk about programmatic or digital media, mm-hmm. the big question is around transparency. Yep. So you mentioned before that you wanted to base this around the sort of stock market model. Yep. Can, what, what are the ways that this delivers against transparency? I mean, because a lot of people say it's almost impossible to be, to be completely transparent. Is that a, a furphy or you know, a misnomer? Are they trying, have you achieved or will you achieve transparency? So the publishers put their inventory in the market at the price that they want to sell it for, visible to anybody that logs in. If an agency is buying on behalf of their client, they have to add their client to the system. By adding their client to the system, it gives their client a username and password to log into the system. So the client at any time can log in to that account and see what the agency is doing and see how much they're spending and what they're actually buying for. So if the client gets an invoice from the agency that doesn't match up with the CPM that they can see on the system and they haven't already agreed that, they'll know that they're being robbed. But it trades, doesn't it, in real time? Apart from the publisher putting a price there, yep. won't it be available to trade, so whatever the demand is in any particular time? On the real-time bidding scenario, yeah, it'll go up and down, but people will see what it is. Yeah. They'll, they'll, see a, they'll see a last bid price, a current bid price, and an offer price. The offer price is set by the publisher. It might be one cent above the current bid price. It might be a dollar. But the uh, advertiser will know... If I want to buy that space now in the real-time bidding environment, I'll have to pay the offer price. In the guaranteed environment, we have have, a, have an automated guaranteed service. It's just a fixed price it's for a, a system. It's a rate card. Out. Yeah, exactly. And that's set by the publisher. Yeah. And for the unsophisticated advertisers, that's going to be more popular. 
Because, because there's certainty in what they're going to pay for yeah, that Yeah, and, and they're what they're going to get. They're not going to know anything. I mean, they're going to go, hang on, I just bought that. Now the price is going up and I've lost it. What's that all about? That's only advertising agencies understand that. And it's try to explain that to a, a, a someone and it's like, oh, God, no, we'll just go with the, the standard guaranteed and then we'll, we'll, we'll create a more sophisticated solution for the agencies. Well, perhaps over time there's an educational component where those advertisers can start to learn how real-time yeah. bidding can work to their advantage. Yeah, yeah. But I think also real-time bidding is a incredibly heavy resource scenario. You know, I think I read something the other day that there are... A one trillion, not a billion, one trillion bid requests a day across the open exchange. Yep, yep. there's I mean, a trillion much, a day. How much, how much in fact, I think drain is a, that? And most of them might be successful. They said a trillion plus. Yeah. So, so it was like, most, we stopped counting at a trillion because that was enough. Like, seriously, when this, this whole programmatic system was invented, who thought... Having six or seven players to deliver an ad was a good idea and having to go through a trillion bid requests a day. I mean, the amount of power, I mean, that's just, it's just, it's just the most biggest waste of time, most inefficient way to do things. But you also understand why there's been so many issues, you know, um, fraudulent uh, totally. bots, you know, bot um, views, uh, uh, brand safety issues, uh, well, Ad fraud, you yeah. know, they say it's the second biggest source of uh, criminal act, criminal funds. Yeah, it is after illicit drugs. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. This is because it's an incredibly complex but scaled. You know, to to actually be able to track a trillion bid requests a day to work out which ones are real, which ones aren't, where the the environment is that your ad shows up. All of those things become incredibly complex. But I, I can't understand how anyone would sit there and go, what a great system. That's very efficient. There's got to be a better way. I'm, I'm trying to get rid of it all. I think the whole system of programmatic at the moment, programmatic one is going to die because, because it's just not efficient. It's ripping everybody off. There's heaps of fraud, more fraud than anyone could possibly imagine. And by creating direct relationships, having some safety nets in place, Brands can get what they want much more cost-effectively. There isn't a drain on the environment and the power and all the resources involved. You don't need all that. Well, look, you know, what you're saying is, is logical, except that programmatic expenditure is going up. You know, more money yeah. is being spent programmatically every day than the day before. It's because they keep getting more and more... The results are getting worse and worse. So to, 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 to improve the results, they've got to spend more money. It's, I, have, I, have, I, I, have, I have been in a situation where I've seen someone say, I've got a million bucks to do something. Um, our commission is X. The commission that we'll pay you is X. Um, what's it going to cost us to reach an audience? They're like about a dollar. So, you know, let's say we, we charge 10%. So there's 900 grand to reach... A, a particular audience for a campaign, a dollar a person, we can reach 900,000 people. Yes, great, let's go ahead. Get the people for 20 cents, pocket the rest of the money, and then the client comes back and goes, it didn't work the way we thought, no, we need another million bucks. It happens all the time. Mm. It is. It happens all the time, and um, 
it's unnecessary. Well, there's also the other view, which is the advertiser that's not actually measuring clicks or leads or even acquisition, but they're buying programmatic on impressions. Yep. So they're buying cost per thousand impressions. Yep. And all they really want to do is buy it as cheap as possible. So in an for what for what purpose? Well, to get as many impressions because they think of it the same way as they thought about television or newspapers or any of the others. All we were buying is eyeballs. Yep. They want to get their message out there to as many people as possible. And in fact, a lot of the industry has been selling impressions as a message because it becomes a cheaper way of reaching uh, eyeballs than a lot of the traditional media. Now, it's only in the last four or three, four years that all of the sort of uh, uh, consequences of that thinking, but it's still not necessarily getting through to the advertiser because there's a lot of people that have a vested interest in ch pushing through as much of the advertising budget into programmatic as possible, and if you can sell it on cheap cost per thousand. But it's it's just not good value. And and as a marketing director of any organisation, your job should be get, should should be to get business outcomes. You know, you, you need to be your job is to sell the stuff that you've got to make money. Yeah, but if you're a uh, consumer packaged goods uh, advertiser and you've got a limited budget, media budget, uh, I could put it on television or any of the traditional media and get a certain reach and frequency. Mm -hmm. I, and, and my cost per thousand on average would be X. Mm -hmm. And then someone comes along and goes, you know what, everyone's actually online. We can give you the same exposure to that audience and do it for a tenth of the price, a tenth of the cost per thousand. Right? Mm -hmm. It becomes incredibly attractive because you know what? They cannot measure the actual sales because it happens through a retailer or through someone else. They're not actually wanting to get clicks. They're not actually wanting to get someone to come to them. They're purely using it as measuring uh, exposure, uh, raising awareness of their brand through digital media. And I've actually had these conversations. Yeah, I know. I've had a conversation with a CMO that said, how much should I be spending on, on digital media and programmatic? And I said, what are you trying to achieve? And he goes, awareness. And I said, well, probably very little. You know? So I, I, I'm a firm believer digital media should be and could be the most countable media there is. So therefore, it, it, like VizTrade, all about performance, performance media. You know, it's about getting results. And, and you know, I remember I lived in London for 18 years and I, I worked with a lot of agencies. There was one agency in particular when Facebook was going nuts in 2007 or eight over there. And one particular um, CMO told their agency, I don't care what you do, just get me likes on Facebook. I want to build up my likes. Yeah. And it's like, well, what for? We just need likes on Facebook. It's like that didn't drive business or sales. It was just it, people, and I'm like, they were like, well, we could buy a whole heap of like people just to like your site. Like it, it makes no commercial sense um, if you are looking to generate business. You need to come up with a strategy that generates business. Buying cheap rubbish inventory across the open exchange 
crossing your fingers and hoping it's going to drive awareness and some sort of result, they wouldn't even know. Mm. Well, yeah, I think the big thing that happened here was the global um, recession. Yep. In 2007, 2008. Because yep. I'm sure, you know, you said that uh, for 20 years you've been mm-hmm. passionate about digital media. So you'll remember that the technology, the, the promise of this technology at the turn of the century was the interactive media, that you could target people yeah. one-on-one and you yeah. could get pe- people to respond and to, to be able to have a conversation in real time at scale. Yeah, right? yeah. Except somewhere along the way, and I think it was when money got tight around 2007, 2008, all those big investors in the technology platforms that you're talking about, all those companies that all have a piece of that supply chain that we call programmatic digital media, all said the only way we're going to make money is if we sell on lowest cost per thousand. We stop talking about being able to be interactive at scale and we talk about eyeball delivery at a lower price than traditional media. But now we've come out the other side and most people realise that that just doesn't work. Okay, so the question is why does the level of investment, if if people have realised that, if people realise that lowest cost per thousand through programmatic or digital media doesn't work, why are we seeing the amount spent on programmatic trading desks mm-hmm. increasing every year. In fact, they're saying that you know it's already going, uh, it's either has or about to surpass traditional media in the US. Yeah, you're right. It's already, okay. so it's if already it's, surpassed it in Australia. So if it's, if it's increasing like this and we know that it doesn't work, what's going on, or not that it does, but it's highly likely not to be delivering results. When we say it doesn't work, sure, it may be getting exposure. It may be delivering the impressions that they're paying for. But why are they paying for impressions? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I've had this conversation with a number of people. They're like, going, I don't understand. I don't even know why we're spending more money on this. Because it doesn't drive the results that it should. Um, I think that... I, I, I've got a marketer yep. who phoned me up and said, you know, dealing with my media agency about programmatic media is like sitting in the back seat of a car at night going 100 kilometres an hour down the freeway with the lights to, all the lights turned off. Right. And all I can hear is the agency sitting in the driver's seat saying, let's go faster, let's go faster. They said, because she said, whenever she asks about what they should be doing, to your point before, it's you need to invest more money. You need to put more money into this and we'll get the results that you're looking for. Yeah. And and I don't think that's the right approach. And and So I this think, trade's going to be for the advertisers that do want to get results. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, the whole idea is that we're a performance platform and we... I, there's nothing, I like helping people be successful. You know, I actually, you get a fuzzy feeling when you actually see a result. You know, I remember, um, like I had another tech business and, and when, when you could, we used to make games on, on, on Facebook and people would play the game and we would, we would capture their information. That was part of it. They could play this game and go into draw to win something in return for we knew who they were. And then we'd build up a little bit of a database, right? And it'd be for brand X, right? And then two or three months later, we'd cross-reference that database 
with with the brand's online database or, or, or new database, and we would see all these new people had actually gone across and bought something, and, and, and the brand had never heard about them pre that game, or had no record of it. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Look, we've got 50 people here. So I actually like seeing results. And yeah, look, there's nothing better than having your brand splashed around everywhere so everybody knows about it, but, but you're selling a product to make money. And at the end of the day, you want to sell your product. So come up with the best possible solution to sell your product. So you mentioned before uh, the number that gets bandied around about 80% of all digital media is going through either Facebook, Facebook or Google. Or Google. Yep. And some people are now saying Amazon's uh, yep. increasingly yep. part of that. Totally. Okay. I wonder how much of that 80% is actually driving sales and how many advertisers are investing in Facebook and Google and Amazon purely to get awareness or to, you know, they're not actually measuring performance. But the reason they use those platforms is because they're just easy to do and they deliver a low cost per thousand. Well, that's it. They're so easy to do. And the thing is, the low cost per thousand, do they even, like, like when you go to any of those platforms, you define what your budget is. You say my budget is X, and and I'm prepared to bid this much or, or spend this much, whatever. And they will tell you what sort of reach you'll get exactly. for that budget. Exactly. So, exactly the same. Forty-three dollars will get you twelve thousand people. Exactly the same with VizTrade. You put in, you go in, and you just say what budget you want to spend, whether it's fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, a million bucks. And, and based on the, the level of inventory that we have and the impressions that we have, um, you'll know exactly what you're going to get before you even spend your money. Um, and, and, and it's the ease of use that, that we said before that has made Facebook and Google so successful that it'll make Amazon. Everyone knows how to use Amazon because they've been buying books off Amazon for years and all the other stuff. Now it's just another option. Actually, I can advertise on Amazon. I'm a bookshop. That's perfect. You know, I'm, I'm, I sell diving gear. There's diving gear on here. I'm just going to put an ad around the diving gear section. And then it goes back to context. Why is the local dive shop wanting to advertise on Amazon around diving equipment? Because they reckon they're going to sell more stuff around diving equipment because the people looking at the diving equipment area are interested in diving equipment. So they'll try and chuck on some ads there too. So this, uh, the article that I, that I did recently uh, uh, that I wrote was, was, was about context. You know, context is so important when it comes to, to advertising. You can chase audiences all your life, but, but you know, if you're an 18 to 35-year-old bloke and you're looking on some sites that you probably shouldn't be, it's not going to be a great time to reach you as an advertiser. But if you go to a fishing website, chances are you're interested in fishing and you're looking for something about fishing. If you put an ad there, it'll probably have a better result than the other site that's got nothing to do with the med fishing. Mm. So, you know, go, going beyond just reaching an audience and yeah. start thinking about the environment and also the mindset, yeah. how engaged they are in that experience. Yeah, well, so my long game with VizTrade is to be able to target in the right place the right person at the right time. And, and I've already got in my mind and I've spoken to my dev team about the architecture that would be required to achieve that. And... It ain't that complicated, in my opinion. Maybe I'm just underestimating the level of work required. I don't know. <laughs> because I always tell my dev team, boys, 
that nothing's impossible. There's always a solution to a problem. We've just got to find it. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I think that um, look, we're all about performance. I like driving results. I like to be able to show people that we're effective. Um, and I'm hoping that as the platform officially launches at the end of April and, and moves forward, we become a really valuable marketing tool for both the SME market and later on national and global brands. So just to recap, it's an end-to-end solution. So yep. there's not all these different no. technology stakeholders at no. every step. We charge one transactional fee and that's the only fee charged. And from a publisher's perspective, there is no fee. Publishers can onboard their inventory in our system for no charge. And then we will charge an advertiser anywhere between seven and a half and twelve and a half percent transactional fee. It's the only fee. Right, and then it's uh, a, a private marketplace because yep. there's only trusted or you know brand, um, brand safe, pre- trusted premium content partners. Yes. Okay. Um, and you've just said, uh, you know, there's a tra- completely transparent fee yep. that uh, yep. is known up front. Yep. And it's also self-serve so that yep. advertisers can do this themselves yep. or they could get their agency to do it. Or, yep, yep. Or and we'll, we'll, we'll offer a managed service too for, for, for some of the agencies. Some of the agencies don't have the resources to be able to work every system and it's easier, right? We've got this budget for this audience. You've got that audience. We'll just give that to you. You run with it. Send us a monthly report. And the other one was that you've got some machine learning or algorithms that will start to help the advertiser actually match the type of environments or the type of publishers that they should be targeting. Yeah, exactly. Based on who they are, what their goal is, and where they are. So, um, look, there's a lot of work to do. This is a, it's a massive job building technology. And um, I'm like, this mad professor with all these ideas, but um, so far it's uh, it's been very very good developing it, and um, we've been in beta testing, and we're getting some very happy publishers, and we've run a few advertising campaigns that are driving results. So the more data we collect, and and, and the bigger the platform becomes, the the more useful it will be for everybody. And uh, what do you think the chances are of someone, one of the big boys coming along and just buying you and shutting you down when you start to be a pain in the butt? Um, I want to be a pain in the butt for a while. I like really being annoying. So, <laughs> so you'll hold out until yeah, they I'll offer you a hold ridiculous out. amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't look. And look, it's always nice to think about that type of scenario. But look, I, I, I just love this game and... Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with it. It's become my little, like you said, pet project, and I'm I'm, I'm happy with it. And I want to see it get the results I think it can get. So, uh, the, what's the general reaction of you been talking to agencies and advertisers, or mainly working with publishers? So my focus so far over the you know since since I've sort of came up with the idea has been building a supply source and building the the technology. App. Just started talking to some demand agency partners, people that I know, and they're very supportive. They really like the offering that we're we're proposing. Um, And they like, I get a lot of, I can't understand why somebody hasn't done this before. I've actually had two or three relatively senior agency people go, 
one, do you have good life insurance, they said. <laughs> and, uh, and two, they said, I don't understand why this hasn't been done before. And I don't either. Like, it's not rocket science. It's, it's just a more efficient way to do things and an honest way to do it. Mm. Look, uh, Simon, we've run out of time, but this has been great catching up and Thank I you. wish you uh, all the best with VizTrade. Thank you. Uh, before we go, uh, you, you mentioned uh, that VizTrade's charging a, what was it, 7% to... 12? 12, 12, 12 7.5 to 12.5. So what do you reckon the other programmatic trading desks are making on their uh, clients' investment at the moment? <laughs>